0: Friday and welcome back Bears fans to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. And what's up everyone, Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano here. It is finally Friday, the CHGO Audible Day. I wish we could throw that thumbnail back in the screen because that was so awesome to kind of like, thank you, thank you for that. It's a great thumbnail. We have Ryan Poles, we have Ursa there and... Uh, I think they're making a deal. Oh they're making baby. a deal, yeah. And credit to
1: our awesome producer Lawrence for you know just making these fire thumbnails. That's in the top it's in the top five for me right That's now. Cool. But, uh, How's it going, Lawrence?
2: <laughs> Repping my Super Bowl thirty throwback crew neck. Wow. Oh, thank god
0: that shirt that, that, that had length to it when I saw you lifting huh? I got a little
2: nervous. Oh, come on now, settle down. <laughs> okay. It is Friday though. I guess I'm not doing it. Flip a
0: wow. lot okay. <laughs> All I'm right. What's, so what's going on, Nick? How's your week been?
1: Good. I see on this Friday we both uh, changed up our appearances a little bit. You got the fresh haircut. I decided to shave the face, and we're, we're ready for, you know, the combine next week. But we, I guess we just had to change up a little bit before we actually – Got there on Monday.
0: Yeah, there's no way I could have showed up to the combine with my shaggy-ish hair. It was, like, down to, like, the bottom of my neck. It wasn't tapered. So I just went in and asked my barber, like, what should we do? He's like, I, I like the tried and true. And I was like, okay, I'm not creative enough. I don't know what else I can do with this hair anyway. So we went back with, uh, with the classic Will look here. It looks good. It looks really good. I, I, You know, anytime anyone gets a
1: fade and gets all touched up, I notice it so... Uh, you're ready. You're ready for Indy. You're ready to interview all these prospects, and we're gonna we're gonna kill it out there. So, cannot wait.
0: Rip to the hat that's been like accompanying me on this show and (laughs) everywhere I've gone for the past three months this winter. But regardless, if you're listening, I guess this means nothing to you. Uh, If you know what we look like, I guess you could use your imagination. Uh, But Nick, we have a lot uh, that we are going to be discussing here in today's episode. I know there's some comments from Ryan Clark that we're going to kind of kick things off with. Uh, And then we're going to discuss some alternate defensive tackle free agents just due to Deron Payne's what feels like an imminent franchise tag for Mm -hmm. him. And then we're going to go into the next segment, which will be a two round pre combine mock draft for the Bears, which we're excited for. I woke up thinking, let's do a full mock draft. wasn't the case, but regardless, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with the two rounds. And at the end, if you have any Bears questions, feel free to throw them in the chat. Lawrence will star them up and we'll do a little Q&A at the end. So if you have like any pre-combined questions or just Bears questions in general for agencies coming up, we would love to answer those. Nick, you ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. All right. Let's go ahead and just start with those uh, comments that you threw into our Slack channel uh, a couple of hours ago about uh, from Ryan Clark. Disregarding the Bears quarterback situation, and it to me, it's like I, I love to see it. Uh, I wish we don't have to keep talking about it, but I know it's just going to be the case of the offseason. But uh, Ryan Clark on GetUp mentioned that the Bears are Super Bowl contenders with Justin Fields, not Bryce Young. Pretty much saying there's no reason to trade Justin. Now's the time to build around him. Pretty much everything I was trying to tell Carm on Monday. Yeah, basically, when I was listening to that, I'm like, where have we had this discussion
1: already? But, you know, I just think that for Ryan Clark specifically, and I go back, Will, to it was the game against Washington where the Bears had went into Washington and beat. um, Then it wasn't the commanders, but Mitch Trubisky went in there. They got the win. I believe it was a Monday night game. And Ryan Clark after that game was like, Mitch isn't the guy. You know, there's there's a lot of backlash for him. And just hearing that, he was he wasn't really afraid to again say that after a Bears win. And then I always thought about that when you know Trubisky didn't end up being that guy. And so when I hear him say these comments here, when every it seems like everybody's leaning towards the Bryce Young go to him. Obviously, us here at CHGO we know Just Fields is the guy. But I, I think just how he said Justin Fields can be that franchise guy. He's already showed you enough without the pieces, without wide receivers, without an offensive line, I think you you can you can hear what he's saying and see exactly why he's making these statements. And it's, it's one that you and I, I think we come to that same conclusion as well. Like why are you gonna go draft a guy that's, you know, a lot smaller, is not proven in the NFL? Neither is Justin, but he's shown you flashes. So for me, I completely agree with Ryan Clark. And if you get a chance, go check out his clip on, on get up. Um, it, it, I think it's really well said. And, you know, I always go back to what he said about Mitch Trubisky after everyone was saying he was, you know, good
0: after that Washington game on Monday night, but didn't turn out to be the case. So you mentioned like fields has things to prove. I do think he has proven some though, that gives me <laughs> hope that to build around him and, I don't know if it's like a conclusion, at least for me. I just never even considered the alternate, like seriously. Uh, There's just, to me, no reason to go through that exercise. Carm's doing enough for that for, I think, the both of us here to do that, like going through the Bryce Young highlights and talking himself up. But for me, it's Justin. And it's I have the tunnel vision on Justin. I have the tunnel vision of building around him this offseason. But to hear other people kind of come around, like you said, where a lot of that national narrative momentum going the other way, it's good to get someone on the opposite end of the fence here, which I believe is the right place to be sharing those thoughts. And I love Super Bowl contenders being part of the whole equation here, too. Obviously, a lot of work to be done, uh, but that, that also kind of gives me a little, I don't know, juice here to kind of start off my Friday when I saw that.
1: Yeah, real quickly, I've seen Leonidas uh, in our chat before and he's he's not just doesn't seem like a Justin Fields guy who believes in him as a passer. I've seen that consistently. Um, And that's fine. You can have your own opinion. But I just know, like, remember when he got injured in the Atlanta game uh, and he had to miss that next week. His first game back was against the Green Bay Packers. And I know there was speculation whether or not he should even play in that game. Right. And that ended up being one of his better passing games. And we all know how that ended with Jair Alexander, Equinemius St. Brown, the route. But like that should show you, even again, there are games where he can pass the ball. It's not just him all having to run everything. Right. But yet, I think, I mean, he's very fixated on just him being a one read quarterback, which really isn't true. You could, there are multiple plays within the season where he's going through his progressions, find the right guy, or someone's not there and he has to take off. That happens for a lot of quarterbacks. And he has that luxury to do that, that no other, not many guys can do. So I get it. You can have your own opinion, but I just, I just don't quite agree with, you know, him not being able to pass efficiently. He'll get there when he gets the weapons and another year. in Luke gets offense
0: weapons, familiarity within the scheme, the scheme adapting more towards him. I don't know. Offensive line protection. There's just so many things that need to be in place for him to take another step. Uh, And I thought considering the circumstances and I've mentioned this a lot, so I'm not going to like go deep into details, but just the briefest way I can say it is considering all of the circumstances. I thought Justin made appropriate progress to give you confidence to build around him. I think that's the most concise way I can kind of rehash months. It feels like of having similar conversations. Uh, I don't know how Edward figured it out, uh, but he found out that even though we're hundreds of miles apart right now, we are sharing AirPods. <laughs> yours, <laughs> oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> but yours are the pros, right?
1: Yeah, mine are the pros, and I again, I only do the one because they have like the noise canceling, and I don't know how loud I'm talking sometimes, mm-hmm. so that's why I I definitely choose uh, just the one earpod or AirPod. But looks like we're sharing them.
0: I've always just done the one ear uh, on podcasts ever since we've been doing this thing. It's just how I roll. I don't like having both. I like having, like you, like with the noise cancellation, I just like to have uh, an ear to, like, uh, I guess, listen to the rest of the house uh, on top of just my own volume levels. But we do have Lawrence here. If you were screaming, Nick, he would definitely put you in your place. Yeah, very true.
1: Very true. So um, (laughs) I'll do it and just to, you know, make sure I don't start screaming on, you know, Justin Fields takes or anything like that.
0: All right. So before we get into like free agency talk, I want to let people know about some other content that we're pushing here on this channel and our website, because when I was up there on Monday, a big part of me making the trip up to Chicago, as much as it was to sit down and have a conversation with you guys on the show, you and I spent a few hours recording some videos on potential free agents and they'll be trickling out. Uh, on this channel throughout the next few weeks. Uh, But the first one did drop about an hour before this episode. Uh, Definitely check it out after this show. But it was on, uh, we're talking about players in the draft. And that one was on, of course, Jalen Carter. And we're going to be writing accompanying articles uh, on the website. Mm -hmm. What do you want to say about our Making the Case series to kind of promote it? Well, I just think if you're looking at some of these
1: top picks and guys that the Bears can consider, we got you covered, and we do it in an in-depth way, not only in video if that's your preference, but like Will was just saying, we also have an accompanying article for each of these guys, and we'll we'll continue adding to our overall database that you can get if you're a diehard with CHGO, but if you're just looking for content, and that's that's what we're here at CHGO to do: give you content on one of the busiest times of the year. And you know, if you're watching the YouTube right now, you can see a little bit of what it looks like we're gonna have cool graphics a good discussion we're in studio b2 i love studio b will especially when we get to do videos like that but it's just great insight for a lot of the players that again are going to be in consideration for the bears when they're on the clock
0: i love studio b the sun loves studio b uh, <laughs> and we had some fun trying to block that sucker it's Dude, strong
2: but we did, did it. a great job you were it? amazing blotting out the sun that was. Would- just shines through that window and look at that it's like you guys there you guys there a lot of you guys you guys look good that's uh i
0: i know i'm, I'm freaked yeah. out how i'm ex- existing in one video should i, should I unmute it so
2: that it's really fucking everyone up I don't <laughs>
0: like oh my god that would really really mess with me but no, and you guys could have used like a scouting report there, like Will's able to utilize his arm length to go up there and reach the window and, and <laughs> the cardboard and to the right. He has a good hand. See, like we could have turned that into uh, an, an entire segment in of itself and really critique. Uh, and honestly, I just want to pat myself on the back for figuring that out because I would have been blind if I didn't, because the sun would have been like right uh, in my face. I probably just actually would have just switched the chairs, Nick.
1: Uh, yeah then you know someone has to take the the sun i guess you're already there will like don't you I have your shady you know rays me.
0: on you at all times though
2: yeah, true as yeah. we know he never he never has sunblock so that's the problem that that's another <laughs> yeah see that uh, would have been bad for uh this 499 super chat that's just that song that's just going through all your heads it's going through mine too Mm-hmm. Should we sing it? I don't know. You sing it. Uh, I'm not. I don't. QB know. Qb one. Qb one. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, okay. oh, is that right. is that on Spotify yet? From Mark Carmen? No, I haven't downloaded yet. it yet. Okay, no, not yet. No. So okay. By the way, can we talk Spotify for just a second? Is your Spotify completely changed as far as like the way it looks? I, I, in fact, I don't think Spotify on on, on Samsung has changed. But in, in, in you know, the, the Apple world, mm. it, it's like they're trying to be Instagram, and everything is like the full screen. Like, hey, do you want to listen to Phoebe Bridger's playlist? Hey, do you want? To what happened to the whole old thing? I want my release radar. I want everything I used to listen to in the last five days. It, everything changes for no reason. Why, why do you change things? What's going on, people? Come on.
0: I haven't um, looked really yeah. yet. I was listening yeah, was to something like, that I'm was like – yeah, that's right. No, but I was checking it like today and I was like recommending music from my 2005 that I didn't even know. So I thought that was strange. Oh, yeah.
2: Zach uh, no, said all I good nailed it on the it. Samsung. Zach said I nailed it, but uh, Isaac says I don't have Karma's range. <laughs> and Tor- Torian says Karma's about to win a Grammy. I agree. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Here we go. A new
0: category for what? Sports podcasting jingles? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Oh, Good job. Carmen. Eli also saying I'm on it.
2: Let's go. All right. I'm going to
0: go. Love the it. There we go. All right. Let's get into the content now. Again, I, I know we took a huge left turn, but head over to all to read the making the case article on Jalen Carter that Nick wrote. And on top of that, the video is embedded so that way you can kind of do a little bit of both or just watch the video. You do what you mm-hmm. want to do, but definitely check out the content. We, we wanted to put it there in some different formats for everybody. Uh, Without question, but all right, let's get into some real good Bears discussion here. So one of the big names that we've all been talking about this offseason, really, actually before the season even ended, uh, was Deron Payne. And like, maybe he'll hit free agency. Could he solve that Bears defensive line issues and kind of be that new engine up front for him? Uh, But all the reports coming out since this franchise tag window's open is that he will be, I put in my notes, the tag will be slapped upon him. Uh, here this offseason so he's not going to hit the open market and he just won't be an option for the Chicago Bears uh, so even though that's a huge elite guy kind of taken off the board i believe there are some other considerations that the bears can be looking into some other players that they can sign that can still have a very big impact on this defense as they want to turn it around who is uh, i guess we i don't know if you have like a ranking system but just who's a player you want to bring up first
1: I think, well, let's just start at the top here. So you go from Daron Payne and obviously like that's looking like it's not going to be an option for the bears, but a guy that, you know, showed so much, and especially with the Philadelphia Eagles, Javon Hargrave. And I was just going back. Well, just even watching his sacks, the sacks that he got throughout the course of the season, 11 of them, how he got each one of those shows a different attribute that you can get behind for wanting this guy on the bears. Uh, again, I, I haven't written down here and just what I saw from him, but like in the first game against Washington, I have written down in my notes, bull rush, bull rush versus left guard. Then he had two against Pittsburgh. One, he showed some nice balance, was able to fight through the block the second time. Great effort. And that was a very common thing with, with Hargrave as I kept on watching him is the effort he gives on his pass rushes. Even if a quarterback is leaving the pocket, you know, a big guy like him is still trying to locate, get through through the blocks, and then find the quarterback, but also his hands. And you know who can tell you about that is Cody Whitehair. When he gave Mm -hmm. up a sack to Hargrave, he was able to take his hands out of the equation, bend the corner, and then go get Justin Fields. But just just even looking at the microscopic level, of just the sacks that he generated last season, shows you all the different attributes. And it gets me excited if the Bears were to go in this direction and sign the next top interior defensive lineman in this free agency draft class or free agency class.
0: If you're just looking at, uh, uh in terms of like pass rush grades on PFF since 2020, he's third Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, mm-hmm. and then you have Hargrave there. And I think we talked about him a little bit last week. And one of the stats I wanted to like reiterate is that he had 12 more pressures by himself than the entire Chicago bears defensive line had as a unit. Hargrave did just to put that more more context behind it in terms of like the impacts he can make up front I I know he's a little bit older than Payne, So that's Mm -hmm. like I mean to be honest It just sucks because you don't have as long as a window but at the same time I expect that he can still play at a very high level for two maybe three more years uh, In this league and when the Bears are looking at maximizing Justin Fields rookie contract Mm -hmm. that fits perfectly within it So that would make a, a lot of sense a name that I saw in the chat a couple of times already. And I've mentioned him a few times on his podcast is Mm Dremont Jones from the Denver Broncos because he's versatile. He can play that three deck. He can play that one. And I've mentioned like those pressure numbers. He ranked 11th last year uh, in terms of like his pass rush productivity score. It was higher than Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen and Aaron Donald last season. And the one drop off, though, when you have a Jones compared to some of these other guys is like that run defense. Like Jones is a very capable pass rusher, um, but he's not as good uh, in terms of like a run defender uh, up front. But he's still, I think, better than a lot of what the Bears have. Uh, So he can still be an upgrade. I just want to be as massive as an upgrade as pain would have been. What are your thoughts on Jones after you know some time of us talking about him on this podcast? And of course, maybe taking a little harder look at him now after the pain news.
1: Yeah, I think um, for a guy like that, the more we've kind of learned about him, uh, you know, just even watching his game, if the Bears were to make that move, again, I'd see exactly why, and I'd be all right with it. I think you're still upgrading the defensive line with a a player that can be productive for you. So the more I've, I guess, heard the name, have gone into, and actually watched, like, yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, Another guy that I'm kind of coming around a little bit to, Zach Allen from the Arizona Cardinals, Uh, He had a career best 35 quarterback pressures, 8.3% pressure rate last season Um, would fit more into the category of the younger guys, right? As opposed Mm -hmm. to being like Hargrave at 30. But I also go back to our conversation that we had with Brad Spielberger from PFF, where he said the Bears would be all right with signing some of these 30 year olds. So if that would be a Hargrave, you know, again, the Bears are, you know, they need to add playmakers, and I, I've seen some in the comments here. Yeah, building with younger talent is the key to success. No doubt about it. But you're going to have to mix your roster with some of these veterans, and if you can get a high-productive guy like a Hargrave even at 30, which will be in the 2023 season, you can you can live with that because you're still upgrading a major position need and adding you know pass rush, which was non-existent from the Bears last season.
0: And ideally, you can either draft or sign someone on the younger side to hope and develop and can grow into that role. So when Hargrave's contract, say it's a two-year deal, once those two years are up, you have someone already in your team that can kind of take over the wings. Obviously, the Bears don't have that player in the roster now, but that does give you some time to develop and grow organically, uh, as that comment mentioned. Zach Allen is interesting. The one... It's not a concern. It's just more of a consideration uh, that the Bears would have to make is that he's been a starting defensive end uh, in Mm -hmm. a 3-4 defense and being a defensive end or him bumping into defensive tackle and a 4-3 asks to him to do an entirely different set of responsibilities. Do I think he has the talent to do it? Most likely. It just would be a consideration to make sure that is this a player that can come in and we put him in the best position to succeed? Uh, because that's, if you're going for agency and you're going to be paying a pretty penny, that's what I would want to make sure is that if he comes in, he can play that and not just be like, oh, he can fit fine. You want him to be able to thrive and excel in that role. And you know what, Travis Gibson might be a reason why the Bears would be almost hesitant
1: with that. You had someone that was playing that 3-4 end and now coming in, you know, going bumping outside. Like, again, seeing how players can change and then transition again it's all the in the equation for every single one of these players that the bears might be considering so yeah and i think obviously going back to the pain news it it does it does suck but (laughs) there are still options as we're giving you and i see people like what if you can get a Hargrave and a carter well then your interior the defensive line is set that's that's for damn sure if you can get some of those guys playing uh right there but yeah, again, options, and we're going to learn more about these guys and, you know, where you can actually find a lot of information about all these players or a lot of these guys, database that's in our Die Hard, you know, just subscription here. So definitely want to check that out.
0: Boop. Die Hard badge. Love it. AllCHGO.com slash diehard A lot of great benefits of joining our amazing community. So, Nick, as we had some time this morning, I was looking at, like, another subset of guys that the Bears could be looking into here at The Position. Uh, what do we say? Paluna Ford uh, would be one here, too. So here's a little bit about him. Former undrafted player out of Texas. He went undrafted for being uh, undersized, short but stocky, 5'8", 3'10". Uh, but he has actually turned to a full-time starter over the past four years. He's like a shorter guy, but he actually knows how to use that to his advantage, gain that leverage, tap into his speed and quickness to go after quarterbacks, 23 QB pressures. Last year, he had a career-high three sacks. 35 combined tackles. And he did that despite Seattle where he's been throughout his career, going from a four, three to a three, four and asking him to do an entirely different group of things. So uh, he pretty much last year, like, Hey, be that read and react guy uh, and hold these gaps, hold these double teams instead of just what he does best, which is go out there, penetrate the backfield and make plays. So I think that would be interesting kind of a fit, not a top tier guy to go like he's our new, like, top starter but if you're trying to raise the floor supplementing one of the, these guys would really help and then a robinson who we saw a lot back when he was a detroit lion he's 23 years old he had a 73.6 run defense grade over the past two seasons that's 12th among interior defensive linemen uh, over there with the Rams now, 46 defensive stops that ranked in the top 20 last year, even though he missed half of the season with the torn meniscus, he had 20 tackles for a loss in the first 10 weeks of the season. Big part of that Rams run defense, uh, even this past year and their Super Bowl year when they're a top 10 run defense, good size at 6'4", has long arms, 330. I can see him actually being signed and starting at the one technique and be a big reason why the Bears can turn around their run defense. Again, not a household name by Mm -hmm. any means, but he's still very serviceable. He wouldn't break the bank. The Bears don't have to worry about that regardless, Uh, but that's just like a tier two level player in free agency that would not surprise me uh, if the Bears are doing their homework on right now.
1: Yeah. And Will too, if if they double dip at this position, that would also be something I'd be, you know, good with the Bears doing. You go get maybe a top end guy and maybe someone that's not even second tier, even third or second tier, wherever it may be. But the Bears need a lot of depth on this defensive line. So if they were to do something like that, get a company, a high maybe it's a high draft pick. Then with the second tier guy, go for it because I think the more guys that you can have in and out of these waves, I think Maddie Rufflus called it for the defensive line. They come in units, waves to kind of again, throughout a game, that's going to be the best way that this pass rush can actually be successful. Because it would be, yes, would you like it all, one guy to just dominate and garner all the attention? Sure, but most likely how it's going to work for the Bears, like you get a top draft pick guy, you sign some free agents, maybe draft someone later in the draft, and then you have a unit. And I think that's going to work really well for the Bears if they decide to go that
0: route. All right, let's do a throwback or a callback, I should say to a game preview episode over under 1.5 defensive interior defensive linemen, the bear sign of her agency uh not like camp bodies like actual players that should go out there and be difference makers or at least like get a good chunk of snaps so 1.5 again defensive
1: line not interior but everybody on the defensive line just in fact if I do the no if I do entire defensive
0: line I'm moving that up to 2.5.
1: I take the over on, on, on the collect like the th- over two and a half for the whole defensive line. Ah, oh, man. I'm leaning under for the, the first one you proposed, but defensive line in a, as a whole, definitely over two and a half.
0: I can, I can see it though. They just, uh, we know how bad the trenches have been. They have to bolster yeah. it up. I'm just curious to see like how much, like how many resources you can see them allocating to these positions and uh, It'd be interesting to see. We have a couple of overs uh, already in the chat. People already like they don't skip a beat. They they know what over under is and they're already mm-hmm. right back into it. Just like those game preview episodes. Any final thoughts on the Deron Payne situation, whether or not the, you think the Bears can just overcome it? Uh, because obviously I still think it's, it's a little bit of a, of a gut punch, but I'm okay with it just because I figured it was already slightly a long shot, a hopeful long yeah. shot. Uh, anyway.
1: Yeah, I definitely think the Bears can overcome something like that, because if you're Ryan Poles, you're most likely were suspecting that Deron Payne would be back with Washington. If he didn't, that obviously gets you optimistic of what you can do to potentially go grab him. But definitely have confidence in Ryan Poles as Bears coaching staff everybody that's involved and trying to get the right guys to make this defense work in 2023 because it did the exact opposite and will you've always brought up all the the amazing stats that kind of highlight how bad it really was historically bad it was defensively so i definitely feel like he can still make this defensive line work next season
0: And don't forget, I think Justin Jones will still most likely play a part of this, too. I don't know if we even Mm -hmm. really mentioned him throughout this conversation, but he's still part of the equation and someone that the Bears can build around. And I'm trying to use that term loosely, uh, but he is someone that can still be a a part of what the Bears plans are next season. And I still think play at a good level for this team. All right, so we're going to move over to some combine pre combine talk do a mini bears mock draft before we get to that next segment, we have a couple of messages that we need to share to you and Nick, I believe you are up first.
1: Yeah, we're going to start with everybody knows about game time. It's the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows. If have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat, you never thought you could 50 yard line court side behind home plate. How about floor seats at a concert? It's possible with the Game Time app, the biggest last-minute price drops can be found in the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Bulls Tickets, Blackhawks tickets. If you still you don't want to go there, you have to check it out with Game Time because it's created by the fans for the fans and it guarantees the lowest price. And if you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the
0: description below. All right, let's go ahead and get into uh, DraftKings here. Everyone knows about DraftKings uh, over with CHGO. And it's by far like my favorite way to do some sports betting. And that's a big reason why. Well, not, that's not a big reason why. But that's a big reason why I'm excited that they are our official sports betting sponsor uh, right now. I've just been really getting into college basketball, as I've mentioned before, gearing up for some March Madness, doing some parlays pretty much every single evening and You know, doing a pretty good job of hitting those. I I think college basketball is a big one right now. But, of course, MOB is coming up. You got the Bulls. I don't know if I would put my money on uh, over there right now. But there's still plenty uh, to kind of get behind. And I love DraftKings because of all the boosts, all the kind of uh, the same game parlays that you can kind of get stepped up. So you add more legs. The boost tends to increase. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. So download the app now, sign up with code CHCO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHCO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, CCO Bears podcast. Little Wit, Nicholas Moriano. We were already just discussing a little bit about some free agent options for the Chicago Bears. And now it's time for us to switch our focus to the draft and talk about some players before the combine begins next week. If you haven't yet, subscribe to our YouTube channel here uh, as we continue to grow it and give this video a thumbs up. Love to see that number kind of trickle up uh, throughout this entirety uh, of the episode. But, Nick. I don't know. I feel weird. Cause I feel like at this point of an offseason, you and I both have done like complete mock drafts. We haven't got there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we'll just, and I know it's a little bit more complicated with <laughs> trades and what the bears could get back and how it impacts the entire draft class and the picks we will have. But I'm very excited about the two rounder we have coming up right now.
1: Yeah, no, this is uh, like, again, like you said, I have dabbled with a couple of mock drafts, maybe some have been more realistic than others, but we use the format that if you're a fan of CHGO, you've definitely seen before. And so I'm excited for us to, again, teach you about maybe some players that you haven't heard of as much, but you're still going to recognize some of these names that we threw out here in this two round mock
0: draft. Two round mock draft. And it was like I said, I got to like the third pick here. Spoiler. Well, we're going to do three picks in the first two rounds. And I was like. Damn, I, I want to keep going because there are more holes on this roster that I want to fill, and I could not like feel completely satisfied like after three picks. Like I, I felt like I did a good job of filling holes, but there's just so many more needs uh, that I just wanted to keep going. But all right, so as Nick mentioned, uh, we kind of used. Uh, Adam Hoag's mock draft 1.0 that came out after the Super Bowl, and just use his trade so that way I think there's some consistency with all three of our first couple of rounds. Here it's only been a couple of weeks, and I didn't want to go overboard, have a huge haul right now because, well, who knows what really is realistic? You see things all over the place right now, but I think as Bears fans, we would all hope that they do get a King's ransom. So, then this trade, the Bears traded down to the colts at number four they kept that number four overall pick they also got number 35 and a 2024 first rounder doesn't really matter for this mock draft and of course the colts in return get that number one overall pick so for this two round mock draft we have round one pick four round two pick 35 and then round two pick 54 which is of course the bears second round pick due to the Roquan smith trade All right, Nick, you're up first. I'm excited here. Round one, pick four. The pick is... Love that music, Will.
1: Uh, It's draft time. So with the number four overall pick, I have the Bears selecting Will Anderson. And I want to preface this. If it was Carter Anderson, I am a Carter guy. But that was Adam Hogue's pick in his first mock. So in this draft, I have the Bears taking Will Anderson, Immediate upgrade at the edge position. You already know what you're kind of getting with him. A consistent pass rusher has a pop that you love to see on some of the tackles he makes, but also as a leader. You don't have to worry about Will Anderson in my eyes. And I did, and I think Mondays after Dark Show, I asked, Well, I would like to see him more with the hand in the dirt, but still, it's a guy that's going to be an immediate impact. But and as Gary's kind of, you know, going in the chat here, I just literally said I would go with Jalen Carter. But that Adams Hogue guy, I will toss it over to you, Will, to give your pick at number four here.
0: Yeah, number four. And we both came up with different rules for ourselves here for this mock draft, which is interesting. So my rule. No Jalen Carter, no Will Anderson, everyone in the chat, everyone who's going to watch the video after the fact and everybody listening to the podcast, I think (laughs) has heard so much talk about both of those guys. They deserve to hear something different and learn more about some other players. So for me at the fourth overall pick, I went with Tyree Wilson, the edge player out of Texas tech, because the more I look into him, the more I'm starting to kind of lean that way for the bears. Honestly, I love his versatility able to make an impact among the edges, obviously, but he can also kind of bump inside and be a pocket pusher there too. What really stands out to me is his size, and I think Iberflus, Brian Poles, will kind of get enamored with that too. Six foot six, 275 pounds. He has a frame that he can still add to. His arm length looks impressive. He's explosive, fast off the snap. He can get in the backfield in a hurry. Uh, Gosh, I mean, he shed blocks really well. When he gets a lot of steam behind him, he just gets even more dangerous and there's just so much film that you watch where I feel like he's just setting up shop and living in the backfield and making plays. And obviously the bears love their defenders to be versatile up front. And I just feel like Tyree Wilson's blend of size and athleticism and quickness run defense, getting after the passer, There's a lot to like. And I, I believe he can thrive in the Bears 4-3 maybe more than Will Anderson can, Uh, just because the more I watch Will Anderson, the more I do think he's going to be best suited in the NFL as a 3-4 outside linebacker. And trying to make him a 4-3 hand-in-the-dirt guy maybe asking just a little bit too much. And do I think he can still be a very good player in the NFL in that role? Yes, but I don't think you're going to have him reach his full potential. But with Wilson being that more natural fit, you can do so.
1: Yeah. Tyree Wilson. So you can actually go check on all CHO after his podcast. We already wrote the making the case article for him and spoiler alert, he's probably going to be in one of these making the case videos here pretty soon. So yeah, he's a natural fit. I think at that defensive end position and you know, the bears bears get again, another playmaker on the defensive line. So I like the pick. Will it's not the one that you're seeing right now, but again, people who are listening will have rules that he had going into this, <laughs> this, this mock draft here, no Carter, no Anderson at number four. Here's your next best option with Tyree Wilson.
0: Real quick. So, though, in the chat, yeah. I did see a few people bring up miles Murphy, who is someone that last week I brought up. And another reason why he wasn't my mock drafts. Cause I talked about him last week. I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about someone else, yeah. give people some additional information, but Miles Murphy is another very interesting player for the Chicago Bears that I would not be surprised if they were heavily interested in, just because a lot like Carter, a very much more of a natural fit at that 4 3 defensive end. And they have, you know, that plus athleticism, the size, the ability to displace linemen. Murphy's very strong. Uh, I know he has some consistency issues that you you better believe teams will be asking him about next week at the combine. Like, why did you disappear here? Tell us more about it. And how come if I draft you, why won't that happen again? Uh, Those would be questions on my mind for miles Murphy, but I love people throwing his name out in the chat too, because I do believe he's a very realistic option.
1: Yeah. if you can get one of those guys, Tyree Wilson, Murphy, whoever, even later, if you were to make, maybe it's not to trade back with Indy to trade back with Carolina or Las Vegas, the Raiders, like that would be ideal. I see Luke Van Ness is also another guy that I really like. So a lot of options there at the edge rusher position. So that's why, again, I would go with Carter. If you were staying at, at three or, yeah, or yeah, at yeah. one or four yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. All right. Let's go into the, the second pick here. Will, because we had that trade back and now we also have the number 35 overall pick from Indianapolis. And are we gonna have the jingle? Are we gonna have the jingle? Maybe not. Okay. No jingle. jingle is
0: better than no jingle at all.
1: Exactly. And with the thirty-fifth overall pick, the Bears are going to select Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. And it depends. Looking at you, I'm looking at. I've been looking at a lot of mock drafts lately. Some people have them going in the twenties. Some people have him uh, in the third round. We don't know at this point, but. The point is the Bears get a playmaker on offense. Justin Fields now has another wide receiver to throw to. And Luke Getzey can utilize a Flowers wherever his imagination pleases in this offense. And I think with what you get out of him is, again, someone that can attack the field vertically. In space, I love his movement, able to make people miss. If you throw a screen pass to him, which the Bears haven't been very successful of, ever it seems like <laughs> he knows how to make people miss and actually read blocks go up field and then actually make plays so keeping the offense out there giving justin fields another weapon and just ultimately making the offense better save flowers with the number 35 overall pick
0: all right look at you going edge going receiver those are premium positions you're using your top picks Adam, something I don't know if I did a great job at here with number 35, but I mean, offensive tackle is premium, but I'm looking at a potential right tackle here. So you can roast me in the chat or maybe you'll like the player, but I went with at number 35, uh, Dewan Jones, the offensive tackle out of Ohio state. I just love, I mean, we talked about it during making the case. So it's weird because like for everyone listening, like, we're having this conversation the second time almost. Uh, but for your purposes this is actually like the first, but like he has a great size, long arms allows him to get on those defenders. He occupies with that size. So much space it just makes it difficult for defensive linemen to get around him or go through him. He has really fast hands. I know you're a really big fan of those. And I just love the fact that he keeps quarterbacks clean, only four QB hurries, no QB hits and not a single sack allowed while playing at right tackle uh, at Ohio state last season. That, I mean, if I, if you can just say, hey, we can have a guy starting at a offensive lineman spot that will not allow Justin Fields to see the grass, I, I think that's a big win here uh, for the Bears. 6'8", 360. He may not be the most quick or agile, but what we saw off of the senior bowl, I, I think it's enough that he can fit uh, what the bears are going to be asking of a right tackle to do in their zone scheme. And again, the bears need more protection for Justin Fields. He's someone that went to the same school as Justin. So if you're looking at parallels, there you go. Uh, but Dewan Jones is a player that can bolster that right tackle position. You don't have to go spend a lot of money and free agency on it. And you have a longer term answer there and you can grow as the comments said earlier organically.
1: Yeah, Dewan Jones. He look. He impressed me with his movement skills when I was at the senior bowl. I didn't think you'd see a six foot eight, three hundred sixty pound man move as effectively as he did. And that's still going to be the biggest question with him in the NFL. If those defensive ends, those freak athletes on the edge, can they get the first step on him? And if they do, then you're gonna you're gonna get your quarterback hit. But he has such a big frame, Will. He has the longest arms in senior bowl history. He'll have the longest arms at tackle once he gets into the NFL. That helps to mitigate maybe some of the speed, uh, lack of quickness off the line. But he was a former basketball player in high school too. So he does he is athletic. He's just big as shit too. So that's always a, you know, anytime you can get those combos, that's gonna help you there. But yeah, that was a guy. I was I saw you you put in your your guys in there, Will. I'm like Dewan Jones. Trying to think in that too, so had to go a different route, but I like it. We go obviously address the defense, and then we go offensive offensive players. Now let's see where we both go for pick number 54 here.
0: Yeah, real quick though, I saw a couple people ask why not JMS out of Minnesota. I think the reason I didn't take them, and you maybe have your own reasoning here too, but at least in this three pick mini mock draft we're doing. I just thought he's been talked about enough, and I know we've had some extra content about him on this channel already. There's going to be some more coming up with our Making the K series. Uh, again, some other people to learn about, talk about, and just consider and kind of go through those thought exercises. But JMS is another very good player that I don't think neither of us would be upset if the Bears actually ended up drafting. We We like him a lot.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know why I didn't take him, you know, Adam Hope took him with the number 35 overall pick. I didn't want to uh, again go doubling up on the same pick. That's the, that's the whole point of this exercise. We're giving out names in these slots. Does it necessarily mean it's the guy that we actually want? Maybe so, maybe not. So that's exactly why I didn't go with JMS, but if he's on there, like he's a great player, good upgrade for the bears and I see exactly why they're doing it, but we're going to move on to pick number 54 here. And I wish this was 32, but, you know, they have Chase play pool now. Love the jingle. Love the jingle. And this one's going to piss off everybody. I already right, know this. Uh, the Bears, with the 54 overall pick, will select Caillou, Blue, Kelly, cornerback out of Stanford. All right. If you want to leave, no, just just right. Stay here. Stay here with me real quick, you guys. I was looking at the board. I did a couple of different mock draft simulators, and I also was going back to what I saw at the senior bowl. And this guy just kept popping up, making plays, was sticky to wide receivers, was just being able to create turnovers. And he was doing it with instincts. Yes, maybe he's trying to be a little risky at times because it's a senior bowl. It's an all-star game, and you're trying to just make plays. But this guy, it just came natural to him. I remember there was an end-of-practice play where – he picks off the, the quarterback, returns it all the way for a pick six. The whole entire defense is going crazy. And I, again, just putting it in my notes, playmaker, consistent, is making these, these game-changing type of plays. But I also think of the need for the Bears. They, have, they played really well in the secondary and a young secondary at that. But Kyler Gordon played more in the slot and was forced to play outside when Kendall Vildor went down. He had about four hundred fifty snaps in the slot, two hundred ninety outside. So it's good experience for him. But can you accompany Jalen Johnson, who hopefully gets a new contract, with a true outside corner? Have Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, and then Eddie Jackson, and now you're revamping that pass rush, which we both did in our in our mock draft so far. Now we're getting, you know, those turnovers, hopefully, that Matt Eberflus wants, that Alan Williams wants, that the Bears were even creating a little bit on their own without the pass rush. But now you get a guy, too, who's, that's his job. And he showed it consistently uh, at the Senior Bowl, had his hand on a lot of passes at Stanford as well. So I, it's not necessarily the biggest position of need, but Caillou blew Kelly out of Stanford. Maybe just something to think about.
0: I'm proud of you for your phrasing, you know, having his hands on a lot of passes at Stanford. You definitely could have went in other directions. And that's where I (laughs) thought it may have been going as you kind of were rattling it off. So congratulations. I'm proud of you for avoiding that. Uh, But the one question I would have, it's not really a question. It's just more of a, a, I guess, an observation I'm having is that I know you mentioned Vildor, but that means you're, you're not going to bank on, Jalen jones or josh blackwell does take that step
1: no not at this time and you know i think those are players that definitely should be back on this roster in 2023 but i think where kyler gordon is going to be the most successful and not that he can't play on the outside because he already shown that but his instincts his movement ability his athleticism is just built for the nickel corner and he's going to be out there for a majority of the time, the amount of times are in these nickel dime packages. But for me, let me go get a bigger 6'1", 190-pound core. He needs to put on more weight, Caillou Blue Kelly, and then have Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson. So that's how I saw it. Um, and also, too, as, again, thinking about these exercises, I wanted to be like you went, obviously, I don't want to give up your pick, but just looking at how we all the positions that we picked, kind of wanted to go in a different direction as well. So before I say too much and spoil who your, your third pick is, well, I'm just going to hand it over to you and then we can discuss.
0: Sounds great. I do think there's a super chat about Jack Campbell to draft him oh. in the late second, early third, Nick. Oh, let's, let's freaking do it. Uh, I saw his name on there again, linebacker.
1: And if it, if it works out, I'm going to be happy as hell you get a guy like that <laughs> in, in the, this draft. And you're obviously able to help this defense, but Probably not where the Bears are gonna go. I linebacker later on for sure. Definitely gotta go do that.
0: What would his fit be in your opinion? You watch a lot more than the on him than I have, obviously with him being a hawkeye. Would he would he have to be a Mike? Could he be a Will? Could he be a Sam? I, I don't know if I would draft someone to be my Sam backer this early, so that's why I'm <laughs> yeah. asking. Yeah, you probably have to be the Mike. And then see, that's where we get into this realm
1: of where does Jack. Now it's Jack Sanborn, in the will, the the sand. Like, and then it gets confusing, but Jack Campbell can play. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to it.
0: And Jack Sanborn can play too, though. Two Jacks? Two Jacks make a. No,
1: I tried to make up something clever, but just having two Jacks is always good,
2: I guess. Uh, I don't. And poker mean, it's, it's is it's it's a, a good starting hand in poker. Yeah. If playing yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Two Jacks. Two Perfect. days in a row with uh, poker references. There was yeah. one yesterday? Yeah, the uh the PLO. Oh yeah, yeah I, did, I didn't even know the, what that was again. Like you guys are talking won. about it, went right over my head. Uh, hey, quick, comments finest through us this nice super chat. Thank you, uh, for the five bucks. Uh, and maybe he's a little behind on the stream, but he says I don't know why no one is drafting the offensive line. I thought protection for fields was the number one priority. Apparently not. I did that. And we yes. did that and pick thirty-five. So.
0: Yeah, cool. Dewan Jones, offensive tackle, Ohio State, who did not allow a single sack or QB hit last year, so I think I adhered to exactly that, and I agree. Number one priority. so That's why we went there. I like to Jack ours, uh, City. To Jack we City. Go. Well done. Hey, the Duke's chiming
2: in. Uh-oh. Go for oh, it.
0: Oh, from the Duke. Uh, I don't want to get anyone excited, but some guy on Twitter that the Texans... Uh, won't be beat out for a first pick because they need Bryce Young. So I guess they're saying that no matter what, they're going to up any offer. Uh, so maybe we'll get to take their two, their 12, and their second round. Ooh, I mean, if so, plus I'm assuming you would have to get something next year in that first round back, or maybe not, but it was in the super chat, but I, I would hope so. But even even then, like talk about a haul for this draft class.
1: Yeah. And see, that's where it's intriguing too. I've seen some like trade scenarios where you're getting a lot more now and not as much next season. But as I think about it, like you're getting a lot more assets to help Justin Fields right, right now in this 2023 season, as opposed to down the line. And that gets enticing. Well, so, Hey, like the Duke said, don't want to burst anyone's bubble here, but we'll see what ends up happening. I'm sure this is obviously it's only the start of what, all the draft scenarios we're going to hear and who wants who and what they're going to give up, heaven and earth, like Jim Merce or whatever. But yeah,
0: it's only the start. All right. So m- the final player uh, of our little mini mock draft here, maybe some luck's involved with it. Um, but just like you, I see drafts and they're all over the place. And that's what happens in February before the combine. Mm-hmm. Things don't get kind of solidified. It's all over the place. But maybe this will take luck. Maybe not. But at the 54th overall pick, I'm going to go with Keyshawn. Booty, the wide receiver out of LSU. I mean, there's just so much to like about him. High end plus athleticism, very good speed, run after catch ability. He's versatile inside out. He's just a dude that makes plays with the ball in his hands. He can make people miss due to a great mixture of elusiveness and lower body strength to kind of break through some of those tackles. Uh, He he needs to work on tapping into his full catch radius. He kind of limits himself at at some times, Um, but he is just a big play player and it's written all over him. I I know the one concern coming out of school, which is what the combine is all about to get some answers to your questions is that he was kind of hit or miss. There are games like his freshman year when he goes out and sets a school and SEC conference record uh, to go out there and get the most receiving yards in a single game. Uh, and then there's been stretches where he's kind of been a no-show, but he has a lot of good talent, uh, six foot, around 200 pounds. I don't know. Is everyone just talking about booty? Is that why you're giggling over there, Nick? <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen booty. I've also seen two jacks in the box.
1: That's also a really good one oh. over there. I was going to say,
2: I like booty just for the puns alone. A lot of good yeah. puns there. Booty booty well i think booty booty. with the reception booty that's what it is up there to make the catch
0: but that's just a player that i was learning more about before the combine and i was like you know we we talked about zay flowers there's been other players in that Jaden Reed, someone that we've talked about before coming up and making the case uh but i just Mm -hmm. wanted to look at another receiver (laughs) i I see that there's some of those the character concerns and that's an also excellent point uh that could be a reason why the bears steer clear uh but uh, again exercise to learn more about players and people you know what don't I'm like gonna do booty well? yeah <laughs> absolutely
1: um i'm just gonna make the the mock draft that pisses everybody off like that's that might be my next exercise that's a good the, tr- the, yeah that might be the one where like the mock draft that everybody hates even though it's just a mock but um yeah again exercises and there's gonna be so much more from now on players that you don't agree with that you do agree with they absolutely hate but i think my next one is a, the all-time i don't know fan pissed off and nick mock draft so that's that's gonna be on my bucket list
0: that's an amazing thing. Uh, I can't wait. It'll be like one of those <laughs> videos. They get like the ratio will be completely off on the upvotes and downvotes. The comments will be ripping you to shreds. Man, get your popcorn ready for the Nick. You're gonna hate this mock draft episode. Maybe I'll just start with Bryce Young.
2: <laughs> <Just> start, like <laughs> I, that's where I already hate that's you. where people.
1: Yeah, I hate myself even saying that. But uh, yeah, that's maybe where I'll start. But yeah, nice little exercise. Um, before we continue our amazing show here, and thank you everyone who's tuning in and being so interactive in the chat, we really appreciate everybody. Just gotta tell everybody about Goose Island. CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. And there's so many great options like the Blackhawks Pale Ale, Bull City 312, 312 Beer Hug IPA series, and my favorite, my new favorite. Got them in the fridge right now, cooling down for later today. The No Plants, and if you see that one, it's your local Benny's, wherever, guys, check it out. And Goose Island's two local locations are open and ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton, or get a Smash Burger and a Fresh Beer of the Week at the original Clybourne House at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com locations, Goose Island Beer Company
0: oh my gosh the the booty comments w- lawrence you definitely kind of spurred it uh with you saying like all of the puns I'm and things booty. that we can come up with and it, that's just fun to go kind of go through those a lot of you know getting hands on booty uh, you know hey that would <laughs> be pi uh hopefully uh but it's uh great stuff guys in the chat way to make me laugh <laughs> uh on all of it and make me feel a little bit better about throwing it out there because it's making for some great content All right. Yeah, that and uh, also maybe like the all
1: name draft. Puka Nakua, Booty, uh, um, blinking on other guys, but that's the start of it. That that'd be a great draft too. Just the all name draft.
0: Oh, I was trying to think of that one corner from like three years ago that we we kept going about the name. It was like an animal name at the end, but it wasn't like (laughs) it wasn't goose, but it was like some like was it duck? Was like was last name like? Clifton Duck? A... Clifton Duck? Clifton no, Duck? I don't know. What is that, a, is that a guy or just completely make I that up? I know Duck I, I, was... Yeah, that's God, it, man. Clifton Duck for Matt State. There you go. Clifton Duck.
2: Yeah, we'll have to, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do that too. That would be fun. No, no ducks here. We're Goose only.
1: <gasps> ah, that's true. Only Goose. No no ducks. No ducks. We'll have to find a guy with last name Goose. Actually, my teammate, former teammate back in high school... I almost forgot what his real name was, but we just called him Goose. He was a corner and I don't know where, I don't know why Goose, but he was Goose,
0: the corner. Talk to me, Goose. All right. We have some questions here that we can answer to kind of wrap up today's show. Uh, Lawrence, just us go in to order top to bottom. Oh, you Mm,
2: that's <laughs> Sorry, I jumped ahead there. Sorry, <laughs> I, I just know that timing. Leonidas was—he had posted this a couple times. I had to let him know that we wouldn't get to it. So, I oh,
0: then that's first. fair. That's fair. Cool. I, 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 can get behind that. So, Leonidas said, as far as the draft goes, is it better to take uh, Anderson or Carter, two unproven players in the NFL, or would it be better to trade with Carolina, get picks, and then Brian Burna, and then go get Yannick Ngakwe? Hmm, that's a lot, a lot. of options here i mean i love brian burns what he could do
1: um you would get the ninth pick right with um carolina i still think you get a good edge rusher but man the more i'm reading about Jalen carter the more just thinking what he can do for this bears defense will like if you have an opportunity to get him like i i'm really excited what he could do what he would look like in a bears uniform and how disruptive he could be. So I, I'm kind of leaning the Carter way.
0: I I'm still leaning that way just because going down to Carolina, I know you get some players, mm-hmm. but I do feel like the return that you would get on some of those picks. I, I don't know if it aligns just, just as much, but Brian Burns, like you said, would be good in a bears uniform and Gakway, someone that's already on my short list and for agency at yeah. defensive end. So I can totally get, Uh, behind that and of course having younger veterans to be uh, media impact players would make a lot of sense but at the same time you feel pretty confident that carter can be be that for the bears despite the inexperience in his league
1: yeah i mean like obviously it's a risk when you take any of these players and especially uh, number one overall pick whatever it could be but jalen carter the more the longer this goes, I think I'm just going to get more and more convinced. Like, that is your guy. That Ira Flus's guy that can really start to change things for this Bears defense. So, right now, on, what is it, February 24th, it's Jalen Carter all the way.
0: All right, there we go. Uh, next question, and Nick, you want to read this one?
1: Yes, let's see. We k small goal may uh, maybe i butchered that but what are the chances that polls trades back with arizona so that'd be the number three overall pick uh there are rumblings of murray being out for a while and a chance d hop to be traded could be a high draft pick next year if we give them their choice look d hop i've wrote about deandre hopkins and there's an opportunity for the bears to get him on this roster right now i'm all, i'm all for that as as well like i'm big on justin field's getting a number one wide receiver i still think deandre hopkins is that despite his age and the injuries and not playing as many games as of late but still what you see on film he's a guy that can impact games and if you trade back with them and you know they're not sold on kyler murray but i think they are and Mm -hmm. you obviously have to deal with the injury there the new coaching staff gm it's a new whole new system going over there in arizona but like I do like DeAndre Hopkins and you could still get Jalen Carter or will Anderson probably at number three. so it would it would be it would be an enticing option
0: yeah, I don't know if this trade specifically is you get d hop and you go down to three would be awesome um but I think it's like Hop can go somewhere else and, and then we would just go from one to three. I just don't know what Arizona would need to go up to number one four if they are as you said, probably sold on Murray. so that's why I think the chances are we a little bit less uh, than some of these other teams. But I still feel like the Colts and the Texans will be giving you a high draft pick back for 2024, most likely too. But I do like the question to think about that number three spot because I feel like everyone's like not talking about it. It's either two Mm -hmm. or then he jumped down to four and then it kind of goes down to Carolina. So I thought that was a really good question. Thanks for asking it. Uh, I just don't know if what... Motivation Arizona would have because someone's going to fall to one at three that they'll definitely want.
1: Yeah, no doubt about. It. Now I feel like an idiot reading the. uh Is it so? Someone said from the comments it's it's from Lord of the Rings. That smeagol is that is that where we're going with? I love the Lord of the Rings and the, I guess the case uh, threw me off. And I love again love Lord of the Rings. Cannot get my girlfriend to watch it though. Any of the freaking movies it kind of irritates me. But, but beside the point, we can go to the next question. Lord of the Rings. To go. Uh,
0: we got one from Brody Licious. Uh, I understand that when national analysts go in addressing every need in free agency, uh, but what polls has said recently, uh, doesn't make anyone believe that they will uh, go out there and, you know, sign every need uh, with the big money and with some older talent. I think it's going to be a hybrid approach. Uh, I feel like he will have players in free agency identified that maybe they're a little bit older, uh, but, it would make sense from a dollar and cent standpoint. If it is like a hard grave, like we talked about at the top of the episode, that shorter deal still fits within Justin Fields, rookie contract window. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of that. And then also who's available in the draft versus who's available in free agency and kind of cross-referencing which positions you feel good about in the draft to make you feel like you don't have to go out there and spend all of that money at the position in free agency. I, I don't know uh, if that actually uh, Addresses the question, but that's exactly where my mind went asking uh, when I read it. Yeah, I know.
1: So, Paul said at the end of his end of the year press conference that I, he wants to stay on top and wants to do so for a long time, essentially, paraphrasing here. And you usually don't do that going out and signing all the big ticket free agents, but the Bears are going to be in a position where they financially can do so. So, going back to your point, Will, I think it's going to be a mixture of both. And depending on the position, you might want to go get a younger player as opposed to, you know, another position that has a more productive, experienced player than, you know, one that you're considering. So to me, it's going to be a mixture of both. And the Bears are in a very unique situation where financially they can do that and they can help their team with productive players and they happen be older like a Javon Hargrave. So, yeah, to answer your question, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see – you know, a little dabble in the younger guys that are ascending those middle tier contracts. And then you can't obviously sign Duran as of right now, it looks like you can't sign Duran Payne, but go get the next big ticket interior defensive lineman, Javon Hargrave. That's that's what the Bears game plan should be if they really want to improve in 2023.
0: All right. Uh Drew TV asks uh with polls showing he likes quantity of draft picks. Well, uh, what is probably trade down lower than four to gain two and more more two and thir- three third-round third round picks out. Oh, that's hard to kind of spit out there. I mean, he showed you he was not afraid at all to move down that board to accumulate extra picks last year. It will be, uh, again, it's all about a blend, uh, at least in my mind right now, about value. Like, if you still have mm-hmm. players on your board that you're like, okay, I would have drafted them in the top five, and you want to bounce out of the top five just a little bit, and you have more guys there that you know should be, I guess it's a risk worth taking. Uh, depends on how many times you go down. But I feel like you go down to maybe four. And then after that, I think it gets, I don't know if I would say 50-50, but I say like maybe less than a 50% chance you trade down another time. Yeah, well, I'm trying to remember now, because that day three for
1: Ryan Poles was nuts, where he was trading down and just getting all these picks. But I wonder if he had to do that out of necessity, his first draft. That's As opposed point. to maybe this time, where obviously you had the worst record in the NFL, you have some higher draft picks. So again, if, if there's a way like train the train the first pick to get draft capital, of course I see that happening. And there's definitely an option for them to still trade back, you know, with maybe other picks to a company for 2024. Who knows? But I wonder if year one. I'm trying to remember how much they originally had, but obviously they ended up with you know, selecting, it seemed like they selected every single time on day three when I was at Hallis Hall. It's like, oh, the Bears are back on the clock. Oh, now they're trading back, getting more seventh round, sixth round, whatever it was. But yeah, I almost think if that was necessity, if that's going to be the same case this year. But look, the Bears have a lot of needs and draft picks are going to help put some young players to hopefully make those needs uh, not in question anymore
0: for sure. Uh Anthony was wondering would Carter still be there at 4 if we do trade back with Indy. I think yes. It would I think Arizona is the wild card. Yeah. Like that would that's mm-hmm. the big one. A lot of mocks right now if the Bears go down to 4 have uh Will Anderson I've seen going there a, a lot. It but it depends. Like if the mock has the Bears taking Jalen Carter, they go Anderson. If the Bears take Anderson, then I do see Arizona then leaning towards Jalen Carter. So it does depend on I think Arizona being that wild card, but that's that's the million dollar question. And
2: it's yeah, the twenty
0: dollar question from the Duke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says Nick, you are so right. We cannot miss Jalen Carter, especially since Payne is likely not going to be a free agent. Hargrave is over thirty. Tell polls, I'm officially not okay with him trading back beyond number two. Monster of the Midway, you know the Duke. It's it's a good point too. Like the Ryan Poles as Bears evaluating staff need to go and obviously they're still thinking about this probably, but would they feel comfortable that at number four, you get either one of those guys? Cause if you can't live without Jalen Carter, then you can't go to four, not knowing what Arizona is going to do. So those grades better be pretty damn similar if that's going to be the case. But if you can't live without Carter, then you got to find another trade back scenario that can, um, you know, help obviously help you get picks, but still allow you to get your guy.
0: All right. I think we got one more question from Pedro. (laughs) Yes, uh, you have my vote. Uh, What are your thoughts on Bobby Wagner becoming a bear possibly? So Bobby Wagner released from the Rams. I think it was like his first year of a $50 million contract. It's like he just played on and now he's, they let him go. I still think, I mean, he's 32 he's still someone that can go out there and get you a hundred plus tackles. I don't, does he fall in the category of older person that the Bears shouldn't be afraid to go sign? Man, he's 30 or no, he will be in 2023,
1: 33 years old. Ooh, so he'll be he's 33 still,
0: for the season. Damn. Yeah. He's still super
1: productive though. And <laughs> the last thing I remember about Bobby Wagner wasn't, didn't he knock out that fan that ran onto the field and just like, <laughs> that tackled was tackled. Like, yeah. I think that okay. was, that's what I remember from Bobby Wagner. Uh, obviously, a very good football player. Um, I just think it would cost a lot to even still get a guy of, even though he's older, will be older, still to have somebody like that. I don't know if that's going to be the direction that the Bears go. To be personally,
0: yeah, that's just where I'm at too. Like, I can understand the question and like why it's here because of like that's a huge household name at the position uh, and it has been for quite some time. And we did just say like the bears could be interested in some older prospects. So I, again, I fully understand where it's coming from. I just think he will ask a little bit too much. And I don't know about him at this stage of his career being like a will in this defense. So then again, you're moving him to to Mike, which then you could interrupt Jack Sanborn's kind of development. And if you say, well, he can be a strong side linebacker again at this stage of his career, that's one very damn expensive Sam linebacker that's only going to be out there for like 30% of the snaps. So I'm going to say no. Uh, but thank you for the question, Pedro. Appreciate it. All right. Any final thoughts, Nick, before we wrap up? Other than those thumbs ups better be rolling and racking Yeah, up. let's
1: get those likes up. Last uh, Last in-studio show for, I think, all of next week too because we'll be at the... NFL scouting combine, right? No, right? no. Studio no. on Monday, bro. Well, our last uh, remote. I said re- not in studio, remote. R- last remote.
0: Wrong but words. wouldn't it be remote when we're in Indy anyway? Because it's not. It's like a, no,
1: it's our new studio. Like it's a new like Radio Row studio. I, okay. I didn't keep. I didn't like consider those to be remote. I mean, are they?
2: I don't know, but uh, I did. I did throw a uh, a poll in the YouTube. Ooh, I asked okay. If the Bears trade the number one pick, what's the ideal place you'd like to pick? I said okay. two, four, nine, or ten plus. Uh, number four is the overwhelming winner at this point. At sixty percent of the vote, uh, number two had nineteen percent, number nine had fifteen percent, and then seven percent was the later pick. So. Also, I'm eating, okay. oh, I didn't realize that.
0: <laughs> Thumbs up, everybody. Yeah, please, uh, that's his throwing hand, so we definitely, oh. y- you need to stay away from that. You should probably give that back. Okay. Yes, please. Stay uh, or, or else then you give uh, everyone oh, all the ammunition thanks. to talk about Bryce, and we over. don't want that. Yeah, we'll put him over there. Really
1: cool. That works perfect, Whew, perfect.
0: But okay. no, he so said 40% was just like moved down to four? 61%. Ah. There yep. we go. So many numbers. I feel like Greg cuz the numbers are swirling right uh, now.
2: Tell me like I'm five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. But yeah, that again, I think that makes sense. That's about where I'm at too. Uh so I'm glad to see the majority's there. Nick, would you go down further than 4 right now? Um it's
1: Yes. I if there'd be a scenario where I could go beyond 4 and still get a really impactful edge rusher and you go get, get Miles get more Murphy of that draft baby. Capital. Miles Murphy, Luke Van Ness, Tyree Wilson, if he's there. Like, again, a lot of guys there that you
0: feel good about. But, yeah, there's a scenario where that could work. All right. Well, hey, I hear my baby starting to cry, and I think that's my cue. Sure. There you go. Probably part of the reason why numbers are swirling, because I'm wondering what's going on up there. So Uh, I'm going to call that an episode. Lawrence, thanks for all the amazing production work behind the scenes and also for all your extra work on those Making the Case videos that will be trickling out over the next few days. I know they would not be coming out without you. So cool. on behalf of Nick and myself, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, and thanks for, I, thanks for doing all the talking. Yeah, That's what we do. <laughs> and I'll look. see you guys in Indy next Ooh. week. Whoa, whoa.
2: All right, see y'all.